As a confidant and coach to business leaders, I know a lot of people who are rich and miserable and those on the opposite side of the spectrum. So let's pull it all together, shall we? We'll explore the intersection between wealth and joy. We'll look at the psychology, spirituality, and practicality of money, plus some of the things that make up a truly lucrative lifestyle. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucra Life. All right, my friends, welcome back. Today, my guest is a managing director, partner, and wealth advisor of Carson Wealth. He is a registered financial consultant, RFC, and has been an active financial technical analyst since 2005. His firm specializes in comprehensive wealth management with his Way to Wealth proprietary process. Scott Ford, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mindy. Happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to this conversation. So before we get into what you do today and how all that's going, I would love some of the broad brushstrokes of your entrepreneurial career because you had a great start. I'm excited to talk about that. So give us kind of the, the overview that got you to where you are today. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'll try to keep it broad so I can keep it brief. So it all started when I was six months old. I'm totally kidding. Uh, I wasn't going that far back, but I did start in middle school. So like, whoa, started... entrepreneur right out of the womb. <laughs> Not quite that far back, uh, but I did start in middle school. I started doing magic tricks uh, at a young age and people liked it. And I kind of got hooked with that. And then I started doing actual shows. My parents would take me to other kids uh, birthday parties and I would charge like 50 bucks. And back in the day, that was a lot of money. I look back, I'm like, man, I was on to something. Then anyway, I would do some stuff at restaurants, some table magic and stuff like that. So I've always been an entrepreneur. What happened for me was mom and dad, my, my actually my father was a minister. So I, he came from that background. He never got paid. So he was always trying to make a living other ways, never super successful at it. So they weren't good with money. And I'm like, yeah, I saw that pattern there. And then out of school, besides doing magic, I went in business for myself right away in insurance and benefits planning working with small business owners. And I saw the exact same thing with dad. It's like, they were smart people, had good businesses. They were good at what they did, but they just were kind of strapped with money. It was just complicated. So I really, at a young age, been um, intrigued with finances and money, specifically for business owners and entrepreneurs. And I've always had this passion and drive to make it simple. I, I feel like it, it's not always necessarily easy to find our path, but I do feel like we have a path. And so mine has been fairly well laid out for me, even though it's taken a little bit of digging. And it's just always been about synthesizing and making money simple so that people have the freedom to like fully live in the present moment in the now, as well as planning in the future. So that's a little bit about my backstory and, you know, what I'm up to now and what I've candidly always been up to, at least in my adult life. So tell me this, because one of the things that a lot of people do struggle with is breaking those patterns, you know, that have come through their lineage. And if you saw that as a young child, how, how do you think it was that you just decided, you know, no, I'm going to do it differently because so many people struggle to shift that. It's, that is such a good question, Mindy. And I don't know how great an answer I have for that. Cause I've, I've really thought about that. So you think like, I come from a family of five, we have two children, now we have three grandchildren, 
and everyone's so unique. And I have asked the question before, like, what makes some, and I'm not calling myself resilient, so that's not what I want to mean by this, yet we all are different. And it, what, it, like, what makes some want to break the mold and do break the mold and others are mold and others not? And I don't know that answer. For me, I've always been super curious and in some ways pushed against conventional thinking. And so like you tell me to do something, great. I always want to know why. And even in academia and in school, it's like, all right, great. I can memorize this and we can spit it back up on the paper. Cool. Why? Like, how do I know what this book is saying is true? So I have questioned lots of things. And so I don't know what causes that. Uh, but it's definitely who I have been in my DNA unique sequence, I'll call it. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe we just all have our own unique DNA sequence and we're supposed to just fully activate and be that. And in doing so collectively as a whole, we're better off. So just focus in on what we're uniquely gifted and we, we, we naturally focus in on. And that's probably what benefits us all. I love that. We are definitely kindred spirits in that curiosity factor. I was the same way in school. I could do all this stuff, but like, wasn't a great student. Cause I was just kind of like, eh, why, you know, <laughs> exactly like you said. So that does make sense to me. And I've seen that even in my own life with my family background, wealth and other areas. So here's a question that I ask to every one of my guests. And I'm really curious what your opinion is going to be because you're so focused in on wealth. How do you define wealth? Hmm. So that's, a, that is a, I'm going to say an easy answer and it's easy. And what's so interesting is I heard someone actually give a form formal definition to it recently. So that's why it's such an easy answer, but I've been saying this for a while. So the former formal definition I'll give, and I'll give credit. It's, it's uh, James Hughes, which is a retired return attorney. He's like 80 years old, a really bright out in guy. And he went back to the, um, the root of the word wealth, and it came from W-E-O-L, we all. And the definition of we all back in the original form was well-being. And I love that definition because I've been saying it. So for me, I live a life focused on health, wealth, wisdom, and happiness, and certainly wealth is a piece of that. And so I tell, and there's three things under each one of those. We could talk about if it made sense at some point. And our process, which you mentioned, is way to wealth. Well, that's to show people how to be economically and financially free, right? That's what the system's designed to do. There's other systems that do something similar. And, but that's a piece of it, right? Because that's not, that's not what they really want. So I tell people, look, this process is going to get you to a billion dollars in 12 months. Do you want it? And everyone says yes. And then I say, and you're going to be completely unfulfilled. You're going to have miserable relationships and your health may be questionable. You still want it? No. So that's not really what we want. And that's why I love that definition of wealth being well-being, because I believe that's what we all want. We want this sense of well-being in all areas of life. And that's what I think wealth is. I am smiling. Obviously, the listener cannot see me right now, but I've been smiling this whole time because I know, Scott, you have not heard this show before, but the motto for this show is my company is called Lucra. So this is the Lucra life. And then it says where wealth equals well-being. 
<laughs> because it is exactly ah. based on that. It's using the etymology to say, what does this word originally mean? And what actually are we talking about? To your point, it's not just money. It's not just finance. It's not just numbers. There's a whole lot more going on here. So the fact that you just said that without any, like you didn't even know that. <laughs> No idea. So, but I see you. So yeah, thank you for having me on and for sure it's meant to be. That is awesome. So I have another framework question that I ask everybody and I'm, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. So it's called herb. There's four parts, H-E-R-B. The H stands for habits. What are your habits? And this is across all life, not just wealth, but what are some of the habits that contribute to you having a successful day, month, year, et cetera? Mm -hmm. I can definitely answer that too. Uh, definitely have habits. And so mine starts with uh, morning routine. So every day it looks the same way. I get up, I do a, a juve red light therapy. I turn my sauna on drink water. After the red light therapy, I get in my sauna for 20 to 30 minutes and do a morning meditation that I've done for at least 10 years. Finish there. And then I'll get my coffee and start my day. Sometimes two days a week, I do weights. I'll do a weight workout routine. But what I just described to you when I'm at home, every single day of my life, that's how I start my day. And it's just you know, there's health benefits to red light therapy. There's health benefits to the sauna. And clearly there is clarity and health benefits to meditation. And so really that combo just helps me center, take care of me first. I, I learned years ago, the I, we all model. So it starts here. And when I'm healthy and whole and complete, then I can go to the we my, my family. And then when we're healthy and complete, then I can go to the all the community and the world. So it all starts with me centering and being whole and complete each morning. So lots of other habits I have, Mindy, that I'm happy to share. Uh, but that's my morning ritual routine every day. That is impressive, because I think a lot of people look at it like maybe Monday through Friday, or, you know, it varies depending on their schedule. But I love that commitment to it that you're just like, nope, this is what's happening when I get up. Absolutely. Every day. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. So it's like when I don't, when I travel, I miss that routine because it feels so good. And it's so centering for me. I'll still meditate, but I miss the red light in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have all your other uh, accoutrement yeah. to go with you. I, that's totally understandable. So that actually leads right into the E in herb, which is environment. How do you set mm. up your environment so that you can win? Yeah. So for me, what I just explained to you, so we, we've created, uh, been fortunate enough when we built here, we created a workout room next door. So it's separate. Um, and I have the, uh, the, the weights, but I have the sauna, I have the red light therapy. It's all right there. This is important though, because you talked environment. So when I think about the lockdown, it's actually been interesting for me because like you're seeing me in our, our home studio. I know this is audio only, um, but I did, it did this intentionally because we have a, a great studio that was built at the office, which is about 30 minutes from here. And I'll use it when I have a guest that's coming in town and we'll do a podcast or some other recording. However, wow, my, this environment is so magical for me because it's good enough. I can get things like this done when, um, when I'm finished. 
I need to make phone calls. I go outside. We're on 145 acres. I walk in the woods. I'll take my shoes off and walk barefoot when it's not, you know, snow on the ground um, and make calls. It's so we've, I've created this environment where I want to do that. So I always have a goal. You talked about habits before of 10,000 steps. When I'm at the office, it's hard to get that done because I'm in this cube and people are pinging me. When I'm here, I never miss 10,000 steps, yet I get as much or more work done. So the environment is critically important. And uh, we, I've set it up to my liking here at our property. That is so awesome. I mean, to me, I'm an introvert. So the whole lockdown thing, it really was kind of like, this works for me. <laughs> I'm in my space. I'm in my zone. <laughs> <laughs> Same. My wife has said many, they know you're not going back in, right? And I'm like, yeah, I think at this point they do. I do. And I work more than ever, but like you, I'm an introvert. And so I actually get so much more done here. And then my health habits uh, in this environment so much easier to do, including diet, you know, what I eat. It's just so much easier to eat right here too. Absolutely. When you're in control of all the things, because it's your home, it, like you said, it is just so much easier. So let's move on to the R in herb. And this one is my favorite one because I can geek out on books and stuff like that for hours, but the R stands for resources. So what are some resources in your life that you have found super successful, have inspired you? And this could be books, programs, coaches, whatever type of resource that comes to mind. Sure. Yeah. Always been a fan of this. And there's so much I could share. Maybe what I'll do is just start where it all and everyone's going to know this name. But like when I just started, like and I'm talking 19 out of high school and then other other studies. So so literally 19 um, Tony Robbins. So I would listen and pop his cassette tapes tape. in my, yeah yeah into the car riding around uh doing things and so tony robbins has definitely been instrumental in my life and then early on i would say late 90s i joined strategic coach so dan sullivan uh has been was my coach way back in the late 90s and early 2000s and actually i went through 3 years and i just rejoined about 2 years ago because of the lockdown they started doing virtual again. And I'm like, I'm back. So sign back up and super happy. So I would say Dan Sullivan's been a, a great resource. And for me, mm, it's really interesting. I, I do now love to read. So I'm a voracious reader and a huge fan of podcasts. Here I am on one. But I just love podcast content just because it can be long form, you know, it, it's not scripted. You can be raw, real, and really get pure opinions and information. Um, and then audible, just listening when I'm walking and doing other things, listening to audio books have been um, really instrumental to me. So I can give examples of the who's and such, but there are platforms that have been super helpful for me along the, along the journey. Yeah, I love that. I have found that I can get through so many more books on Audible than if I'm trying to just sit here and read them. So that, that's been a godsend. I absolutely love that. So finally, to wrap up our herb question, the B stands for beliefs. What are some of your beliefs or worldviews that have significantly or specifically contributed to your success? 
Yeah, I'll give you a couple. And actually, I'm going to give one more resource yeah, that I forgot about, and it's Voxer. So Voxer is a form of communication. I'm not a huge, I think email can be such a time suck. Voxer is cool because you get to it when you get to it. It's not like getting clogged up. Two, like Audible, you can listen to it at like 2x, 3x speed. So someone's talking, you can retain so much more and uh, at that speed so it's more efficient. And then, I, you know, you just hit a button and bam, I give an Audible response right back. So anyway, that's been a hack I learned from a couple lean gurus through the years that's been super effective resource for uh, being efficient in my day. So I'll say that. Beliefs. Yes. Um, I would say two things for beliefs. One, I had an experience uh, years ago and the experience was feeling and seeing the oneness of all things. And people don't have to agree with that belief system. I'm sharing mine because I felt it. I saw it. It was undeniable. And wow, does that change things? Um, yeah, you just, you just look at animals, you look at people, you look at plants, trees, just everything different when you start re realizing we didn't create ourselves and we're all interconnected in some way. And you can figure, you can make up whatever you believe that is, but that's been a game changer for me. And so that is one. The second is another experience was seeing that it's all love and that fear is false evidence appearing real. And that's a game changer because there's so many things we can be fearful about and that's not real. What's real is the perfection of, of things and love. And like, that's the game. So then all of a sudden there's no separation. You start seeing other humans with all our flaws as being the same as me and loving them just as they are. Uh, and that's what unconditional love is. So that's, that's number two. The third I would say is, and I learned this from Michael Singer, he says, and this has become my life's purpose, to serve. And the definition of that is every moment presents itself for you to lift it. So I come into today's podcast. I've never met you. To your point, I didn't know your, your slogan, so that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> it was obviously meant to be. And then I'm like, look, no ego in this. Um, this is obviously a sister. I'm a brother. So it's like, how do I show up and serve? How can I serve this moment and just be authentically me and showing up, recognizing every moment is putting itself in front of you for an opportunity for me to lift it. If I can, you can't always do it, but that's been another belief that's been really helpful for me. That is awesome. It sounds very resonant of things like A Course in Miracles. And you, know, you mentioned Michael Singer, another great resource, great books. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Tell me about some mistakes that you have made along the way in the entrepreneurial world, because it's very easy for people. A lot of my clients and listeners are early stage entrepreneurs. So it's, it's simple for them to hear you. And they're like, well, that's great. Scott, like you got it all together, you got it all sorted out, but we know that it's not quite that easy, right? So I would love for you to share maybe one or two things that you're like, whoa, you know, could have done that differently or that didn't work out. Yeah. So God, I can share way more than one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, way, way. So where, where do I begin? Right. Um, so let me, let me think of two. One would be two things on hiring. 
One is I should have hired way sooner than when I did almost always. Mm, okay. Like I, you wait too long to add capacity. And then what's happening is you're way outside of your unique D- DNA sequence, as I mentioned before, before, and your unique ability and your unique genius, which means you're competent, but you're not great and it's sucking your energy. So I would have hired way sooner than I did before. And then in hiring, I would have followed a process versus trusting my gut, like my intuition. Cause sometimes, and I go with my gut and intuition cause it's, that's normally right. In hiring though, sometimes what you're trusting is this piece, this person has similarities to me. So we're resonating you know, on the same frequency. That's all cool. Yet in a company, you're hiring yourself when you do that. And right, that's not, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't work so well. So I would say that. And then what I would say, my biggest thing that I would, and I'm not going to say go back and change because I think everything happens for a reason. What I would say is now how I would do things differently moving forward is I would be slower. Hmm. I was always in a rush, like always. And for lots of reasons, like there's life is busy. You got kids, um, you're trying to hit goals and objectives. And then you end up not being present with any of it. And so, you know, no matter how long any of us live, it's pretty long life. Like my point is, we got an opportunity here if we can just recognize that and stretch it out a little bit to create space. Because this is what I think most of us miss. And I'm talking about me, is creating the time and space to really get to the heart of the matter. And when you don't do that, you're hearing 30% of conversations. And in business, you're launching to solutions and you don't even know the problem yet. And I would change that. I would say, no need to be in a yank, no need to be in a rush. Let's create time and space. Yes, you got bills to pay. Yes, you got somewhere you're supposed to be and it'll all work out. Let's just create the time and space to get to the real root of what's going on here and honor the conversation that you're having with the person that you're having. That's a big one. Yeah. And not only will that serve your business, that serves just your life. (laughs) You know, it just makes everything much more simple if you're able to chill, relax, focus on whatever you're doing or whoever you're talking to. That is a great way just in general. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your way to wealth process, because a lot of people on this podcast, they're interested in, you know, actual money and all the rest of the wealth, but I'd love to hear a little bit about how you do that or what you recommend. Yeah, for sure. So I'll just walk through it, Mindy. So um, the way to wealth process is broken down. I created it back in 2002 and the process is broken down as an acronym. And I start with the way, this is very intentional. The way is the way, the Taoist philosophy of being in harmony and living in the now. So most in wealth management are like, Give me your money. I'll, I'm going to lock it up for 30 years and we're going to do great. Well, that's great, but there's so much that can happen in 30 years. So we need to plan for the future, but all we got is today. So we want to flip that on its head and say, 
let's start with today and let's maximize how you can live fully now. So that's the way. Two, and it's the number two, by the way, I took this from Benjamin Franklin years ago. One of my things has been taking ancient wisdom and bringing up to modern day science and technology. So Benjamin Franklin wrote a book called The Way to Wealth a long time ago. And I'm like, I like it. And I'm going to modernize that. So I did. And that's what I called the way. And then the two is a number two for me. And it is the team. So for me, the gain in wealth is won or lost here. Like I know there's do-it-yourselfers, and that's cool. For me, focus on your unique ability and what your genius is, and then get the right team. So in getting the right team, if I was listening to this, all right, what's that mean? Well, here's what it means. Obviously, there's different players on the team, tax attorney, estate planning attorney, CPA, insurance, investment, all these boring blahs in finance. What you want is this. You want people who are collaborative and you want people without huge egos. Because if not, if they have to have the best answer versus getting to the best answer, it's not going to be a good team. So it used to be with technology now, what I'll say about the team, it used to be you had to be the Rockefellers and have a hundred you know, million dollars plus to get something like this. You don't anymore. You could have not that much money and you could create your own virtual family office just based on what I'm saying. Because it creates work. You can put some sweat into it, um, but you can get a solid team uh, working for you. And if you get the right team, all the rest of the stuff I'm going to tell you is irrelevant because the team's going to take care of it. So that's that. But then that. wealth is an acronym. So wealth is what's your foundation. And in foundation, it's a tax reduction plan, a state and legacy plan, hence legato, because that's the legacy, P of the, uh, legacy piece, asset protection, insurance maximization, interest rate, credit review, and then cash flow. And because the whole game's about cash flow. Then on top of that, you have the E, the A, the L in wealth. And that is established savings. That is having income above your expenses. So then, and then it's living with, with inflation, which is growth. So it, all I'm saying is, so you had your foundation that I mentioned. Then on top of that, you have three buckets of money, savings, income, and growth. Why this is important is because most people think savings and investing is the same thing, and it's not. I'm maxing out my 401k. Cool, but that's not savings. What are you going to do if you have an emergency? What are you going to do if something corrects majorly and you got this huge opportunity in an area that you have a great skill set in? You need savings for that. So we start with the savings bucket. Then we want to make sure we have a bucket that's creating income or cash flow, and we want to get that more than your expenses. You're financially free. Then we'll go for the growth bucket, which everyone else goes for first. And here now we can swing for the fences because we already have the foundation, the savings and income taken care of. You know what? If we could all just do it in that order, that would be so much better. <laughs> that's it. That's the idea. And, and, few, and few do. So literally, if people just took what I'm saying and, you know, worked on it themselves, it's a good start, right? And then, then the rest of it is diversifying. So the T is tax diversification, tax deferred, tax taxable and tax-free. My only point here is, are taxes going up or down from here? It's hard to argue they're not going up. My point is, let's just make sure we have options. Have some money taxable, tax deferred, tax-free. So you have options. And then lastly, the H's have it updated annually. That's it. So this was me saying, hey, money was complicated for my folks. 
Money was complicated for these business owners I work with. Let's get a plan that we can put on one sheet of paper and it's not that complicated. That's the way to wealth. I love it. Make it simple and just straightforward. That is so, so helpful. I do want to mention to all the listeners that we are doing a giveaway for a legato package. You can go to lucra.com slash legato. That's L-E-G-A-D-O for that. You do need to apply so that they get the right family to gift this amazing package to. But Scott, I want to know if people are interested in learning more about your work specifically, where should they go? Yeah, I would say mine specifically, I'll give two spots. So I would say the way to wealth, the way to wealth.com. And that's the way, the number two wealth.com. And the second, I would say legato family, you know, that's what we're up to. So I would go to legato family.com, learn more about me and uh, Rich Andrea and what we're up to with helping families. They would be the two spots I would recommend. Fantastic. And there will be links to all of those things on the show notes at lucra.com. Scott, this was an absolute delight. I know we didn't know each other prior to this and Andrea and Rich were like, hey, connect with Scott. And I'm so glad that they recommended that. This has been fantastic. So thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been fun and, and surprises for me too. So yeah, it's been fun. Thank you. Ready to make your dream your reality? Let's build your business so you can do what you are here to do. I invite you to join my inner circle, the Lucra Collective, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who got over the limiting belief that they needed to go it alone. Visit lucra.com to join today. That's L-U-C-R-A.com. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being.